both of them remain so absolutely faithful to God, faithful in the sacrifices, faithful in prayer, and faithful to cry out to God all of their days, mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. Relieve us of our shame. Grant to us a child. Even promising to God that if, Lord, you will give us a child. Oh, Lord, we promise that child will be an offering right back to you for your service, for your glory here on this earth. That Lord, have mercy. Just before that blessing would be granted, their shame would come to an incredible low point. St. Joachim at the Feast of the Dedication, which was a once-a-year feast of God's Hebrew people that they were commanded to do, he goes appropriately to make his sacrifice on the Feast of Dedication. And as he goes into the temple, he is shunned by the priests. He is not allowed to make his sacrifice to God in the shame of such barrenness. Now, you, can you imagine... Someone who was so devoutly faithful to God all of his days. And he goes to make a sacrifice to the God who he has given himself over to. And the very priests of God shun him from sacrificing to God. Can you imagine the depth of pain? The depth of shame that is coming from people that obviously had departed the very heart of God. But it was thrust upon him. And so he leaves the temple. And we are told that he would go out into the wilderness. And he would be in the wilderness for quite a while in his mourning and in his pain. Literally crying out to God the whole time that the Lord would have mercy on him. And his blessed wife, St. Anna, was doing the actual same thing from the home. Crying out to God for mercy. And after a bit of time, the mercy comes to our Lord sends an angel to both St. Joachim, who was in the wilderness, and St. Anna in the home, announcing that their barrenness would be given mercy. And they would not only bear a child, but the special child that it would be. He had heard their devout prayers, and they were able to conceive a child that today we celebrate is born upon this day, this eighth day, the inauguration of the blessed kingdom of God by the birth of this wondrous woman. And this blessed child to Saints Joachim and Anna, you must understand that this child was a sign to them. It was a sign and a reminder of the very nature of God. The God who is the giver of limitless mercy. The God who removes our sorrow and removes our shame. And that would be fulfilled by the Son of God who would be born through the woman born this day. The sorrow and shame being removed from St. Joachim and Anna was a type that would be fulfilled even through the child that they would bear. That type, our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to the way the St. Gregory Palamas says it. He says, but what was the reason the mother of God came from a barren womb? in order to dispel sorrow and remove shame from the parents, and in doing so, to prefigure the disillusion of sorrow and the shame, the curse of the forerunners of our race, all of, it, all of which were to take place through her by the birth of her son. 
every movement of God in this entire narrative of what happened. Every movement of God is a testimony to who God is in his ministry of salvation and releasing his people from the bondage of shame that they were under with no means otherwise of being released. When we talk about being released of shame, we throw around the word shame. We do not do it carelessly. My friends, the church will teach us that there are two ways to look at shame. One is a healthy and a godly way, and the other is a satanic one. One we are to embrace within our soul, and the other we are to discard far away from our thought life and our lives. You see, the godly shame is the godly sorrow and mourning of the soul that allows God's Holy Spirit to show us, to reveal to us inside how we are yet broken. To show us the sin nature that is still in us. But when God, through His Holy Spirit, shows it and we have this shame, this godly mourning over what we behold inside, it moves us toward God, not away from God. You see, Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 6, when he saw the holiness of God and his kingdom before him, he was undone. What does it mean he was undone? He was in mourning over what he saw. He was filled with that godly shame. But the godly shame had him fall down and say to God, Woe is me, I am a man of unclean lips. The same shame we find in the tax collector, in the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. The tax collector that came in the midst of the crowd to the temple. And all he could do was lay down before God and not even look up into heaven and cry out for mercy. Because within himself was that godly shame, that godly sorrow and mourning. But in the case of both of these men, see the reality. They both moved tell you this, both were shown mercy and reconciled and healed before God that day. What about the satanic shame? You see, this is the whisper of the enemy into our very being that looks at us and accuses us. And it points and said, look at you. Look at what you've done. Look at all you've done. Look at your condition. It's just nasty. How dare you think that you could go before God? Run, hide. Run, hide in your shame. You see, it's the same deceit that was present at the garden with Adam and Eve when they had sinned and fallen short and disobeyed. And God comes calling out for them in the very garden of Eden. And what was their response? They listened to the whisper of that shame. And we're told that they hid from rather than bringing their falling before him. And the church fathers tell us it's such an incredible mystery. What might have happened if our forefathers, our ancestors, Adam and Eve, had heeded the call of God and gone to him. Because everything we see in scripture about God is that the penitent men and women of God find healing and mercy and reconciliation always when they come in that humility. You see, this is what's inaugurated for us today. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of reconciliation. It's the kingdom of the divine mercy of God that seeks to accept us for, for right as we are, not to leave us there, 
but to see us precisely where we are and in the love of God and the conviction of the Holy Spirit draw out of us the offering of our shame. That he might touch and relieve and restore the true joy that was inaugurated in the kingdom of God. This is why we celebrate this beloved woman's birth on this day. For on this day, the inauguration of the kingdom of God would begin. And I pray that we grow in honor love and to revere this holy woman because everything she does points us to Christ, her son and his divine mercy and every benefit of his kingdom. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.